If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in K-Pop. This is your host, Anthea Isaac. Hope you're all doing great and you're ready for your new week with new assignments. I just wanted to wish you all all the best. And today, I have one of the amazing producers I got to know this month. And I had the opportunity to invite him for our podcast. So today, I am grateful and honored to invite Kari Mekonen. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, so Kari Mekonen is a producer and musician from Finland, and he has been producing a lot of music for Western music artists as well as Asian artists. So if you're wondering how it all started, he was fortunate enough to visit Japan during his exchange college program. And he mentioned that he fell in love with J-pop as we all fell in love with K-pop. Similar. When I was reading it, I was able to relate. And since his love for J-pop started, he decided to work and contribute for the J-pop industry. And he started making music um, for J-pop and China as well. And recently, he got introduced to us, the K-pop fans, with one of our most favorite singles from B-Boys. They made their Japanese more like a debut because they launched mm-hmm. their first full-length album in Japan with the single, the title track, Breaking Dawn. And this person who is literally you know, like talking to me is a person who was behind the single. So I take great privilege and I'm super excited. So welcome again. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> so, wow. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I did tell you in the text that how much Breaking Dawn was such an amazing song. And uh, for your information, um, as far as I knew, most of the songs from the Japanese release of K-pop artists never top the list in Spotify. When you visit their um, accounts, the mm. K-pop releases used to stay on the top and the Japanese mm. release just kind of comes in in the fifth or sixth place somewhere. 
as far as I have seen. But Breaking Dawn made its way to the top. And if you visit the boys group's account in Spotify, it is in the first place. So that's yeah, how it's huge. Is. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining. Yeah. Again, like, you know, it's I'm like really excited to be here. And like, I'm, I'm glad I got this. This is like my first podcast interview kind of thing about this kind of topic. So yeah, I'm like, <laughs> like, hopefully this goes well. And hopefully like, like we get some cool stuff talked here. Yeah. I am grateful that this is your first session of podcasting or interviewing. And I'm sure that, you know, like you being you is definitely going to be enjoyed by our fans. Hopefully. <laughs> so how did your journey begin as a musician? Like you started your college uh, with a music major. So you kind of had mm. a plan that you wanted to do it as a profession for a long time. So when did Yeah. You well, <clears throat> it's like, I don't know. I, even as a kid, I was thinking that I'll either want to be like an astronaut or a rock star. I think that was like, you know, my two dream jobs back then. Well, you know, being an astronaut is not easy. So I decided like, yeah, I've, I've been like, even as a kid, I think I played guitar for the first time when I was like six years old or something. My dad plays guitar. So I just like kind of sneaked into his room and play some guitar there. And I started playing drums when I was 10. So I think that was that, like, I, I've been playing drums ever since. So like, even like you know, in bands and stuff, but like, you know, making music, I think that was like during high school, I think we, we had this like, um, kind of like music centered high school that I was in. And, uh, one of our teachers was like having this, um, like, you know, music production kind of course, it was like really slight, but you know, and I, I had a, like, uh, we had a um, iMac, like really old iMac at our home and it had like garage band in it. And I was like, I'd love to do something, but I don't know how. And then like, you no, know, that teacher kind of taught us and that. then I, I think, you know, the first night I learned how to you know, like you know, make instruments in that and everything. I think I, you know, didn't sleep for two days or something. I was just making like dubstep or something, you know, what was like, you know, really, really on top at that time in my life. And I was like super excited to like, just try that out. But yeah, I, I think like after, after high school, I started considering like, uh, I, I would love to make music my career. I just didn't like know exactly how, but so I just like kept on studying and, um, like through many, many different weird uh, occasions and opportunities, I kind of like landed on uh, like making pop music towards Asian markets, like somehow, like, you know, a lot of like pieces of the puzzle just clicked in and then I, I ended up here. <laughs> <laughs> so we are glad you ended up here. And uh, if you would have been a musician and, High school, you would have been one of the popular students, aren't you? Uh, well, I did like party a lot, so <laughs> maybe that's like, yeah, we, yeah, I, I, I guess I, I'm, I'm a pretty social person, so I guess you know, if, if, if that's popular, then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
And I had a question, like, were your parents totally fine with you pursuing music as a career? Well, um, yeah, like they, they were they were really supportive. Um, like um, my mom is actually like uh, she's doing visual arts. So she's also like a artistic person and doing that as her career. So like if she would say no to me trying to achieve this kind of things, I think that would be like a hypocrite move from her. <laughs> so she couldn't do that. And like, yeah, my my, my dad is um, he's been playing guitar like uh, not not professionally, but like uh, as, as like a hobbyist for a long time. And he has like, you know, uh, this kind of uh, Beatles 60s, 70s cover band stuff going on. So, you know, he was also like really supportive about the like music stuff. So, yeah, they they, they were like they uh, they just wanted to like me figure out like what I, I want to do the most and then then go with that so they didn't kind of like push me to any direction directly but you know I just I just figured out that this is this is a nice thing to do so I kept on doing it that's cool shout out to your mom and dad yeah shout out to them you know like since you figured out that music has been the place where you really feel happy as you mentioned like you stayed up for two days in a row um and i'm trying to figure out if that is even possible but if you are passionate enough and you're have that fire i might have taken a few naps in there so (laughs) (laughs) so what is your definition for music because uh, especially when you started as a person who is part of a band you played guitar and drums for bands mm. and you were more into western music and then you decided to do more asian related uh, mm. gigs so you had this change so i just wanted to hear your definition for music um that's that's a very big question i kind of want to like start out with like um I think I somehow I've had like the Japanese kind of aesthetic uh, in, in music for a very long time because like I, I used to play like a lot of Japanese games like Final Fantasy and watch anime and that kind of stuff. So, you know, the the harmony and melody through that has been like in my life for very long, even before I like kind of understood, you know, that that's the case. But definition of music, damn, like, uh, I, I feel like, you know, music can be pretty much like any anything that's, that's audible. Like, you know, then there's like a different question if it's like, if you consider it good or bad music, in which case, um, like, I, 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 I think I've heard like a bunch of weird stuff that I like consider music, but for me, I think like the definition of like good music is that whatever it is that it makes you feel something, you know, mm-hmm. even if like, you know, a song like really like disgusts you or something, it could be like a very, very bad emotion that it makes you feel, but it's still like, you know, it, it's it's a very hard thing for a song to do to make a, mm-hmm. make an emotion that is strong. So I, I think that the song is well made when it's able to like give you any kind of like emotion. So. I think that that I, I I look that as my answer. Like you know, if it, it's music, if it, if it makes you feel something, at least that like then it's like good music, in my opinion. 
Well, that's true. Like, as far as I know, there is no good music or bad music. If you enjoy it, it is a good mu music for you. So you enjoy it. Yeah. If you don't like it, okay, move on to the next artist. So, yeah. And yeah, it's like, and it's very, very like objective, like, you know, or am I using the word right? I'm not sure. But you know, you, 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 uh, you're like, because everybody has different tastes and everybody likes different kind of stuff. So, you know, and the good thing about like music streaming and everything is like, you can, everybody can share their music. And I think most of the music or maybe even all of the music has some kind of like audience like everywhere so it's like even even like the weirdest stuff you can think of is like you know somebody's favorite so i think that's like a really good thing like like you said you know people if you don't like something you change what you listen to and some people might you know stay in there and listen to that exact thing since you had this western to asian music shift you do music for both parts of the world but there are a certain community that literally detests anything from K-pop or J-pop. And mm. even, you know, like K-pop artists making, um, you know, like getting ranked in Billboard or being rewarded or being, you know, like acknowledged for their work. Mm. There's a set of people who just hate it for being music from Asian country or just being mm. musicians from K-pop. So whenever I, yeah, you kind I, of, yeah. I think, yeah, th those people are like extremely narrow-minded and they like, I, I think they, they might have uh, also like the ideas and thoughts behind that might be racist or then they just like are bringing up the, their dislike towards the music or, like a, as a like, really wrong way. But uh, I personally don't get it. Like it's not nothing away from them if you know somebody uh, likes uh, Asian pop music or Asian any any kind of music. So I I have like no idea why they would you know keep on with such like hate speech or that that kind of ideology. It's uh, I, I I don't like it. I don't to tolerate that kind of stuff. Well, that's understandable. So, you know, like turning back time, I just wanted to um, listen to your story about falling in love with J-pop. So, how did that happen? Hmm. Did some of your friends introduce you, or? Um, I think, like, like I said earlier, earliest things are like, uh, I think when I was like eight years old or something. Uh, this is not like particular J-pop, but I think it like really really much like you know connects with it so like the, the like japanese game music and movie music i think that's like the first like because there there are things that are very common because like how different culture uses their music is seen throughout their whole like repertoire of music i think and uh in that case like you know how the melody lines go and everything so i think like even from there like if you know like ghibli movies like uh miyazaki's movies the and you know and then like the final fantasy series i think those are the like my first connection to like japanese music but like 
pop. I think I started more with like J rock, I think, because I was more of a, you know, heavier music person when I was a, you know, teenager. So I did listen to a lot of like Deer and Gray and X Japan and that kind of stuff when I was, um, when I was younger. I think like the J-pop and K-pop aspect actually tacked in a lot later. Like uh, I haven't like I, I think the first time I actually like knowingly listened to K-pop was like a bit over three years ago when I started actually working. I remember like one of the uh, first days when I I was doing internship at the company I'm working at right now, like. Uh, one of the first days I went to the studio, I just like put on a K-pop playlist from Spotify and I was like, okay, what is this stuff? I, I, I have to do this later this evening, so I better know what I'm doing. And then I just like, I think uh, Coco Bob from EXO was the first song I, I listened to as like in, in, in K-pop. And I was like, okay, well, this is extremely cool. And then there was like, you know, that, good old twice and red velvet stuff and next stop on the on the playlist and yeah i was like immediately hooked what was the question again <laughs> i don't know i just got like i don't i feel like i got like sidetracked so much but uh, it's okay we love listening to you so it's totally fine i just wanted to know how you got introduced to j-pop mm. your love for j-pop started mm -hmm. but uh, yeah and then like I think there are like some some uh, Japanese artists that I got like uh, really into like um, Perfume and Kiaru uh, Pamu Pamu. I think those are like one of my you know they they were my guilty pleasure kind of things because they're like so like overly you know happy or something and they they like you no know, because like the Finnish mentality is like really melancholic actually so it doesn't like fit into like the Finnish music scene at all so it was like so different and that's maybe why it was like so interesting at first and um and yeah of course like like you mentioned earlier like I, I did a um five months of exchange in in Japan um I think it was like 2016 so like mm -hmm. uh, almost like five years ago and uh and of course like during that time you know you like even unconsciously start to hear like a lot of like uh japanese music here and there so during during that trip i think that was like the like the bigger turning point for me like that you know, I, I I knew earlier because I was studying music that I want to do something with music, and I got more into like songwriting and everything. And then I figured out like, well, I love this stuff, so <laughs> why not try to do this? And the, I think that's that's like the I don't know if any of this makes any sense, but you know, like the that I think that's how I got like into J-pop in the in the first place. Uh, fun fact, I also got introduced to K-pop in the year 2016. Oh, like, nice. 2D, yeah. What was your first song that you remember hearing? Well, I started it way before, like maybe in 2015 when I was doing my school. And it was uh, Love Ya from SS501. Okay. <laughs> they are the second generation band, so they Okay, I'm not sure if I, I'm, I'm familiar with them. 
I might be still a uh, way bigger noob than anybody else because I've been like, you know, <laughs> just just like three years in this. And then I started listening to Shiny. So Shiny was this group that I really enjoyed and mm. anything Shiny puts it, uh, I enjoy listening. So that's how it all started. Never ends. So um, how did you get introduced to K-pop or shall I ask you, like, how did you get connected with the boys and start mm. doing music? Well, this is actually like, uh, I met, uh, like before I went to exchange, I met this one, one person. There was this um, like Asia and Europe connection kind of festival, like uh, it was like a music business festival and it was like actually quite quite small uh i met this one finnish uh like j-pop k-pop writer there uh, and uh and we we kind of got into like you know I, I i left him like uh my, my email and that kind of stuff and we we kept on chatting like while i was in in, in japan and then like um I just kept on like trying to make some connections and um, through him, I, I found out about this uh, because like, you know, we songwriters, producers, we uh, have to work through a publisher and a publisher mm -hmm. is like, you know, the person who gives us the um, uh, like the briefs and everything who are, who's looking for songs and what kind of songs and that kind of stuff. And uh, so the friend of mine, he introduced me with my current publisher and I actually like, because I was still studying back then, I had to do my internship or like, you know, the practical training part of my studies. And I was like, well, I don't know. I, I, I should maybe do this. And, you know, it, it was like, you know, uh, I was, I was still, you know, during that time I was considering doing, uh, music for games or music for movies. So I was like also applying to um, some companies who did that, but um, there were some, some stuff that, you know, um, making contract with uh, like huge projects and having interns there that that's not like, you know, their optimal situation. So I, uh, I then applied to this, like my current publisher, Sugar House Publishing, and I've been there for now three years and signing signing a new contract uh, again and uh and trying to like you know that's that's like that maybe, maybe that's like the short version of it so it's like i'm i'm, I'm like i'm drawing blank here uh, i'm sorry i'm freezing out <laughs> It's okay. So that's how you were asked to do the track for. Yes. Yeah. Like uh, I, I got introduced to the right kind of people, and I had like slight interest. I didn't have a lot of like experience yet, so mm -hmm. that that was like the um, thing that I had to like practice at there. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, Breaking Dawn doesn't sound like it is from a person who lacks experience. So yeah, um, it's a uh, because like all, a lot of the songs have like a um, very long time span, and it's actually like uh, Breaking Dawn is a 
it's it's based on an idea I, I did back in 2019. So it's like a two years old old track already. Um, and then like, you know, uh, as a producer, I just like might do something and uh, what I think is cool and then just like leave it to my publisher and start working on other stuff already and kind of like, you know, forget. Like I, I have like, I don't know, probably over a hundred songs like rotating around somewhere like, you know, uh, I've, I've done for a, di a different kind of projects. And, you know, because there's, there's a lot of like competition in music. So it doesn't mean like, you know, if I, if I try to write something for the boys, for instance, that it would like, you know, it, that it automatically goes to the boys, mm -hmm. you know, there, because there's like a lot of, lot of other songwriters and producers who are also working like super hard to get like you know their songs through to artists like you know them or like anybody actually so it's like and sometimes you know those songs that you try to write for somebody like they 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 get like um you know dropped out because you know they they wanted a different kind of song or you know so there's like a bunch of songs that are like just kind of like you know floating around and trying to find their home somewhere else later on so and yeah for breaking dawn i i did like a cool piece of track and then i just left it there and uh you know i worked on something else and then it was last summer i got an email that um um daniel kim and taki who are like who also worked on the song uh, they they just like uh they liked the track and they wrote their like vocals and lyrics on top of it so and you know they they kind of like uh used my bass and made it to the like you know the finalized product and then like after that we kind of bounced back and forth a bit with the you know making it perfect and then you know then it then it finally found a home uh for the boys which was like you know well, it's this the coolest thing happened in my career so far. So, like, I think I have to be pretty happy about that. Well, that is true. And I saw your latest post where you did um, just now, a few hours ago. Oh, a few hours yeah. ago, yeah. So you spoke about how feeling bad is fine and all that. And mm. I just wanted you to talk about it because I think most of us, I include myself here, are feeling bad and especially in this artistry industry where mm. things are uncertain or things are too competitive as you mentioned so mm. how were things with you and would you like to share a particular moment or something that you learned from well yeah there's um there there's there there are like super like demanding times because like uh, I remember working like some weeks, even like 80 hours a week and trying to like uh, get like bunch of really good songs through. And then like, I haven't still heard anything about them because, you know, uh, everybody's like possibly maybe doing the same, like everybody's working super hard. And, you know, of course there, there are only so many people, so many artists who are like looking for songs and, you know, there, there's of course like an abundance uh, of songs compared to like how many of them 
find a home like really quickly. So of course that's like frustrating when you like write a hundred songs and then there's like, you know, maybe, maybe five of them go somewhere, but that's like, that's also kind of the, how the industry works as uh, like when you start out. So it's like, like I said, it's, it, it's really frustrating. And then, um, you know, because you still have to like keep in believing in yourself, which is like, it sometimes, you know, some days when you're like, you know, you feel like you're making the shittiest songs in the world and you're not getting much done. And even if you did, it feels like, you know, everything's moving so slow that um, it, it's, it's hard to, sometimes it's hard to like keep on believing when it's, when like, you know, the whole world is kind of showing that, you know, it's, it's not going that well, but you know, it's, I guess it's like something that you have to just like, you know, accept and still keep on working for that. That's, that's what I'm trying to like, like figure out because uh, often there's been, you know, I might hear good stories that, you know, um, good news that um, my song might go through to one artist. And then a few months later, I hear that it hasn't gone through or something. So I have to be like, you know, I, I realized that it's like, you know, better to not get excited too much because, you know, it might just like, you know, be like false alarm kind of thing. So uh, it's been a lot of like practice. Like when I hear good news, I'm like, okay, well, cool. And then like, just keep on doing normal. Of course, I hope that, you know, the good news become true, but it's like better for your mental health not to get like, oh shit. Yeah, this is it. This is the biggest thing ever and then you figure out that okay wasn't that yet because that's like the uh, like the career path to be become like a producer is a, it's a very very long path like I said I've been like involved uh with music since I was like six years old or something I haven't been like a producer for all of those years but you know it's still like you have to be like prepared for um a lot of setbacks and a lot of things that you know don't go the way you want at first but you, you still have to like keep on pushing and yeah that's like you know there, there's been moments when I've been like extremely sad like almost like giving up but you know it's I'm glad I didn't when you're talking about this um, the yes moments and it just drifts away it was like right at my face there were times mm -hmm. when I was like Oh, this interview is gonna happen. It's like an email away, and the next day it doesn't happen that way. And mm. um, you're sharing my point, but you know, like it has been. <laughs> there have it's been hard. such yeah. moments. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard because, like, I'd love to be an optimist, but I'm maybe more of a realist, and then you know. When it gets bad, then, then I'm like a pessimist that, you know, like, and those are the bad days. I, I should like, just keep, keep the like realism to everything. And I think, you know, that then it's fine. But it's like, because those exciting moments, they're like, you know, they feel really good and you, you like to like uh, take that in. But then, you know, if that, you know, if the highs are high, then the, you know, those are super low after that, if something doesn't go your way. So maybe it's better to have the like, you know, pretty steady middle line there. 
but um you know like from my side i would definitely say that these you know like artists approving or the things that getting up accepted doesn't um frame who you are so mm definitely exactly mm. you're amazing thank you you're too <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, just wanted to take a brief moment to talk about our sponsor eBay. Whether rad dead stock or the latest release, find the exact shoe you are looking for. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cope the pair you have been eyeing for a long time. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity and it also protects sellers with a verified return process. And for sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers 100 plus dollars making it free to sell or flip your collection go to ebay.com/sneakers today ebay the don't ever forget that ebay is the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection thank you guys so you know like going back to the boys when you got to know that your song has been chosen by the boys or their company um at that moment where you already into k-pop do you knew or uh, no like do you know that there was a huge thing of course you know like um as a fan where their groups you were following or when the gig with the boys happened you decided to dig more into k-pop so which phase was that? no actually like um it, it's like K-pop is like so so different from western music that I've been actually like let's say like 95 maybe even 100% focusing on solely doing like J-pop and K-pop and I I don't know if C-pop is like yet a real term but you know Chinese pop uh I've been I've been like really like digging into it for at least like 3 4 years now like trying to focus focus on exactly that because i i don't i don't think it's uh it's um i, I don't think it's beneficial if you're like kind of you know half assing you know mul- multiple very different things like i i don't i don't think that i would maybe particularly be the best um producer for let's say um mainstream like middle european or like american pop at the moment because like i've i've adapted more to the like um more 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 to the like how would you say like for me it feels like more vivid and uh, uh complex way of making music yeah, that that k-pop and j-pop often offers so it would be maybe maybe i wouldn't know the best way to do the like you know western kind of music anymore i think because i would try to like fit in all this kind of like yeah, look at this cool detail and you know like change the second verse to like completely different mood and then go to the 
like bridge with another, you know, something like it, it, uh, that, that kind of stuff doesn't work probably that well, at least not as uh, uh, like similarly in, in Western pop at the moment. So it's been like, I, I've been, I've been like totally focused on K-pop for the past three years and uh, three or four years. So yeah, it's uh, like when I, when I heard about that, the song has gone through, I was like, well, again, like at that point, I already learned that, you know, not to get too excited. So I was like, okay, we'll see. And, you know, I, I, I don't know if it's going to be an album song or it's going to be a single. And then, you know, later on, like when the news came, I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, it's, it seems like it's getting released. And then like, you know, when it happened, I was like, okay, well, there it is. And uh, so I, I just like literally took it day by day toward that point and like try try to like make new songs during that time also but it wasn't like something unexpected uh, or something because I, I still believe like if you if you literally focus 100% of your energy to making like something specific happen I think like eventually it will so this was like one of one of those things like yeah I've been I've been focusing on on that exact thing so I didn't know that it was going to be like for the boys or it could have been like another song for somebody else or something but I I, I, I was you know aiming for that so so yeah it uh, yeah if that <laughs> that answers the question but um were you following any other groups mm, yeah like um I, I I've been like following I constantly like whenever I can of course like I should listen to more music but when I'm working a lot on music it's hard to like find the time to like relax with music so um like I but I I try to follow like the biggest releases and like k-pop like more broadly all the time unfortunately like j-pop is a bit more harder to follow because they don't like put everything to the streaming platforms and everything so it's a bit harder to follow that one but yeah i mean like i knew the boys earlier uh, i i heard like stealer from them and i was like okay this song is dope and of course like well you mentioned shiny i'm a big fan of shiny and temin is like one of my favorite solo artists too and uh and yeah, like like I said, EXO was like one of my big like gateways to to K-pop in the first place. But to be honest, I'm actually like maybe a more fan of like the girl groups, like you know, like Red Velvet and Itzy, for instance. Like they they just like tick the box for me. Like you know, uh, badassy, quirky, cool music, and a lot of like girl power and attitude. I that that's just something for me that's like okay here we go yeah so Taman again this is an old news for the viewers but Taman is my ultimate bias as a solo artist so that's that's yeah. a good one <laughs> i i approve this podcast <laughs> is literally like officially the best one now <laughs> so uh, you know, like talking about girl groups and girl power, I think you will also enjoy music from Everglow, Dreamcatcher. Mm. They have some 
badass songs. Gido. Yeah, I'm like I I'm, I'm familiar with with all of they they are part of my playlists. So like I I, I do listen to them and uh, yeah. you know it's 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 essential like to to follow as much as you can uh, also the like you know because if you if you want to be like on the edge of like great songs and everything you also have to like know that to some extent the whole like soundscape that there is already so like you know you like if you you can't it's hard to like create something new or something um different from the already other like big songs if you haven't listened to them so that's why it's i think it's like very important to know as well as possible like what what kind of music there is already so this is a question that i always wanted to ask artists but um you know like of course this is all question that will suit producers well like when you're listening to other artists other producers music um while you're listening you're just relaxing you're listening you're enjoying but will there be a moment where you feel a little competitive or threatened that there are people <laughs> you don't even know like it, it's it's horrible it's just like uh yeah like uh, you know i i i do i have a lot of like friends who are like producers of course because like who the else do i hang out with and other music people uh so but yeah there's there's often like you know uh there's this like you know it can be some sometimes you know when it's bad it's going to be like envy or you know jealousy of somebody you know you know figuring out something cool and you're like oh my god and you're like that was so simple why didn't i think of that and you know now the idea is gone and, and that kind of stuff but then there's also uh like the good kind of like rivalry kind of friendly rivalry thingy that i think is also like pushing a lot of um and of course the the jealousy thing is also like it's it's pushing a lot of progress for it's it's not good for mental health to be like always mm-hmm. jealous about everybody else's achievements or like their their uh things that they've done but i think it's like really like somehow important to like figure out that okay there's like this kind of stuff that can be done and you know if you compare your your work to um other people's work then you like get a reference point like you know why does that sound better and why does you know i think it's it's uh quite important but yeah it's it's bad when you get like super like when you start to analyze everything and if it's your friend song or something you're like oh my god just like please enjoy the music for once like i asked this because it has happened to me and it took me some time to actually realize so i didn't um think in your perspective my perspective was more like they're working hard too and they do deserve some rewards like this and moreover i try to enjoy the articles so mm. like suddenly when you see an artist being interviewed by one of your own friends but you never had the opportunity or you your request yeah. was rejected you're like like why why not me and 
then you understand like they have been doing it for more years and mm. they are also struggling and they need to do that as well so yeah, yeah every time yeah so and also this question came into my mind whenever k-pop idols make sure that they mention artists from western countries they hardly mention their own colleagues from their own industry so it always made me question like if i'm a k-pop fan i enjoy a lot of k-pop groups but the members of a k-pop group doesn't listen to a lot of k-pop songs so i was like is this that syndrome that that everybody goes through and things so i didn't I think, know that well that's that's well maybe yeah maybe i don't know if there's like uh I mean, like, you know, I, I'm still like, I, I'm, I'm trying to get more into the like, you know, road to kingdom and that kind of stuff. I watched like some, um, I'm not sure. Are, are they all under the same label or are they like from different? They are from different companies. Okay. Like road to King, kingdom is more like a show where mm. artists come and perform. So they are from different yeah. companies. And yeah. To bang the title. Because yeah, like I went, but yeah, I, I went to watch like uh, the boys. Uh, for, uh, they they did the Temmie's Danger. On exactly, one of I knew you would it's, have saw that. It's it, it it was incredible, by the way. Uh, but yeah, I, w- I was just thinking because they 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 show the other groups looking at the performance, and they're like, you know, and they realize ah, like, oh, it's this song, exactly. and, oh my god, that was crazy, and I was just thinking like, you know. Uh, maybe there's like some, uh, and this is just me speculating. I don't know too much, but you know, like if there's some kind of like uh, light rivalry kind of thing there, also that they are, or maybe maybe they're just like maybe they're maybe they're looking still up to the like Western thing because there's like a lot of a lot of inspiration still, like you know, from there. If you, if you start thinking about it, there's like um, sometimes you know the trends follow like from mm-hmm. from the Western. Like you know, if somebody wins a Grammy with some kind of song, then maybe you know that's the you know a line that they want their next release to be or something. Who knows? So, hmm. yeah. <laughs> well, I do think that the Road to Kingdom despite being all this nervous about their the other group's performance as performers they enjoy the performance so that's why this all all and praises i guess so mm. it's really a wonderful show and uh, i'm not the official promoter but they are coming up with season two, and there is a lot of groups i love and you should definitely watch awesome. the performances yeah yeah like i i should dig deeper into that because i'm like I'm, i'm too focused on like like you know trying to make this stuff happen to myself and not like you know uh enjoying it that much but like you know when i really like there's some like crazy performers there like you know with their like all the choreographies and then like you know that like singing and you know the the all it's just like you know top tier skill level in a lot of you know 
aspects like it's, some could say like you know they're they're like because the the competition between the groups is also like you know big and so they're like pushing themselves maybe more than you know some some i don't know some western artists right? you know like i i, I can't I, I i don't know who likes dancing better than you know some of the k-pop stars in, in the western scene I don't know. I don't, I don't even follow that so too much. So I don't know. It's okay. So uh, did you check out the boys music video? Of course you did. So how was your reaction when you saw all those choreography happening? I have no idea actually. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't like thought because for me, it's like, it's weird enough, like, you know, to hear my song and them dancing to it. Then my, I'm like, you know, my brain just stops there. I'm like, is this really happening? And like, even though I've watched it, like maybe, maybe like, I don't know, sometimes I, a few times I watched it and then like, I'm like, okay, I still can't like quite get it. <laughs> like, how did this happen? So it's really hard for me to like objectively look at it, like how, what's happening there. But for me actually, like, uh, I, my my friends started posting me like reaction videos of people you know other people looking uh -huh. at the video and that was like a big thing for me i, I was like you know th their reaction to all the stuff and you know people are like you know oh you know like really like you know head bang into the thing and I, I, i'm like okay well that, that was like one of the coolest things that that's like when i first like realized okay like this is just not my mom and dad listening to this stuff anymore it's like you know a lot of people around the world so and i, I still can't say like what i think that like the video is cool but it's really hard for me to like you know take it out of like context and you know if i would listen to somebody else's song and you know, somebody like a different music video i would like totally think about it like differently hope you get more music videos like this and more title tracks and yes who knows soon. like taman does japanese too so mm. who knows who knows yeah so. that, that would be that would be a dream yeah so there will be one day when I can interview Taman and you can produce for Taman. So it's like Taman Nation. It's right. Oh my God. Right? Like that's, that's <laughs> uh, I'm already too excited about that. Please make that happen. Yeah. Let us manifest together in the future. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So um, next, finally, this is, it is a must to ask this question to every producer. Yeah. So, are there groups that you would love to collab with later? Like so many. Um, well, we've we've talked enough about Temin today for everybody to realize that that's like obvious. And from that, of course, like Shiny, like they're, they're like, they're, they're just awesome. Like I, I can't get enough of their like both like Korean and Japanese releases. They're like both so great. And um, some of the girl groups I mentioned, like, you know, if if I would get to work something for Itzy, uh, I think or Red Velvet, that would be one of the things. And of course, like EXO, uh, EXO would be, mm -hmm. that, 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 would, that would be, uh, thing to be like extremely proud of also 
And of course, not to forget that, you know, working more, more with the boys would be also something that I would be very, very happy to do. There's like, yeah. there, there's, there's a bunch of, I just like hope that I, I get to make a lot of cool songs and they, they find their best possible, <laughs> you know, artists there. Hopefully, hopefully that will happen. Yeah, and personally, I want you to do something with Dreamcatcher because talking about all this game music and your rock influence, like Dreamcatcher has a lot of things like that. Yeah. So I'm rooting for that. Let's see, let's see. Uh, uh, if, if I get an opportunity, I, I will, of course, try. So what are your plans for 2021? Are there certain projects that's running behind has to stay secret? Uh, they 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 have to stay secret. There's like some some like more personal stuff. Like uh, like of course like I'm still a I'm I'm still a like a you know music producer living in Finland. So we have this like um, one of my friends who's a very successful uh, producer here in Finland. He's a old like longtime friend with, uh, of mine, and uh, we're planning to like do this band thing and so we like we piled up like a bunch of demos they're like you know finish kind of vibe to it uh, and you know and i'm gonna be playing drums in in that group whenever like you know of course the, there's this whole corona thing still going on so mm -hmm. there's like no concerts or anything in the in the foreseen future but um like hopefully Hopefully someday, you know, I, I would get to live a bit more of that uh, rock star dream I was talking about earlier. <laughs> That's like one of the things. And I don't know, of course, like um, I'm still like extremely busy every week with doing uh, songs for the, the K-pop artists and J-pop artists. But there's like, uh, I'm not... I'm trying to figure out if there was more time to do like my own like solo projects or something, mm -hmm. uh, which are like really not getting my attention at the moment. <laughs> but uh, maybe maybe someday for that too. But when it comes to the K-pop and J-pop stuff, yeah, the, those are very very secret at the moment. I, I cannot tell you more. But okay. um, when um when hopefully like you know the traveling situation or something gets a bit better i would like of course you know i i, I get i get the like uh really great chances to work with a lot of talented people around the world and i i miss like you know the hot springs onsen in japan so i would totally Totally love to go to Japan once more. So, if there is a possibility to do that this year, then maybe maybe that would be a plan. But, like said, um, don't get too excited about things. So I'm still like keeping it super. My excitement super low and realistic. So I'm. I think the biggest plan for 2020 is like uh, I'm gonna go buy one beer from the nearby shop and just chill this evening it's friday after all right yeah so all the best with all your 
plans and secrets that you have been keeping from us. So I'm really mm. looking forward to them. And this just strikes my mind. Like, if you ever get a chance to talk to the boys or interact with them, you should definitely talk to Eric. He's mm. one among the members and he's a huge fan of Tame himself. Oh, nice. Definitely. Yeah. He's, 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 he did the most of the rap, right? If I'm. Not exactly. Like, there is Songwu and Eric. Did he do most of the raps? I don't know. I'm not sure either. Yeah. I was still like, like I said, I'm a, I'm a noob with this like fanboying stuff. So I'm sorry if I don't remember everybody's name. <laughs> and Eric was the actual reason behind the boys choosing Taman's Danger at the song oh. to perform. Yeah. So the, he he yeah, he has a good taste. He that's for sure. <laughs> Definitely. He was mentioning how he has Taman's. Taman's picture as his wallpaper, and uh, <laughs> oh my god, maybe maybe I should copy that. I should maybe have that too. Um, so hopefully in the in the future we have an episode in Believe in K-pop where you, I, and Eric join together to talk about K-pop and oh, Taman, no, especially Taman, definitely. Oh my god, no, no, don't like. <laughs> Again, don't get too excited. Just don't get too excited. <laughs> but it's, you know, like it's it's good to be excited and it's good to manifest. You know, dream big, manifest. Like it kind yeah. of gives you the dopamine to work harder and things. So. You're correct. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Let the dopamine flow. <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much for joining. I had one of the best interviews it was so good and awesome uh, thank you yeah i'm That's sorry so if i made you. you so nervous you know like being the first time but thank you so much for the interview like yeah i i, I had i had fun yeah and i sometimes you know when i get like a long on a long talking streak and i forget the point and then i'm like oh and you know hopefully hopefully it makes some sense to some people but yeah <laughs> Yeah. So finally, would you like to mention all your social media platforms where our listeners can follow you and keep track on your upcoming projects? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty old school. I'm uh, I don't I don't have I think anything else than Instagram, and there I'm called Carinator. So I I I, I don't know if it's easier for <laughs> to be written somewhere, but yeah, Carinator on Instagram, and. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. I'm like I'm. I think I'm not cool enough for TikTok or and it's, I, I never understood what's the point of Snapchat. So I'm just like I'm just <laughs> keeping it real, posting three pictures a year to Instagram and you know looking a lot of <laughs> looking through a lot of other people's stories. No, as far as I know, you're kind of active with stories and things. No. Uh, it's it's been probably like you know the past few weeks <laughs> like just like uh, I I realized like last year I posted like maybe two or three pictures there uh, so I'm like I'm really like not active actually it's been like yeah it's it, you know I figured when I'm like um working and I just might take like uh my phone up and go to Instagram and like spend 15 minutes there. I'm like, I'm not working at the moment. Holy hell. Like, you know, 
And I realized that that's not a good thing. So I've been trying to like use it less. So I'm not, I'm not sure if that's going well. <laughs> well, it, I think it is because, you know, like you got the new gig and the boys title track yeah. happened to be yours. So you're like so happy and you're coming in social media and watching people and also posting. Yes. So I hope you get more and more projects, which makes you even more active in social media. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Let's so, see. Or then you. I get just too, too busy that I don't have time to do that anymore. Who knows? Oh, exactly. <laughs> so next time when, I, when I'm like, Kari, can, I, can you join for Believe? And I'm like, oh, I'm so busy. I'm like, yeah, I have, I have, I have like three minutes like in two weeks or something no just kidding i hope I, I i hope i won't get that busy ever i i like my free time mm -hmm. <laughs> that's cool so uh for believe in k-pop you can follow us on instagram at believe in k-pop and if you're mentioning about our podcast and twitter you can use the hashtag believe in k-pop so as for me you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at MPIsic. So you can definitely, you know, like let us know what you think about this podcast and talk about it. Hope you all enjoyed it. And before I forget, I should also mention about our Discord. So if you're interested, you can join in. And probably some of the lucky users or members of our Discord chat will be able to talk to Carrie someday like mm. more like a fan meet so uh mm. looking forward to all those projects and uh hope you have a great week once again thank you for listening until next time uh never forget to spread love and be loved this is Anthea Isip from Believe in K-pop bye Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.